Hello all, this is Dad. Bro, Dad did. Did he make it? Is he okay? He's a champ. <laughs> That's right. Dad wrote dead, and here he is. Based on the previous podcast, I bet a lot of you were wondering, is he dead? I mean, that's something that you could ask after listening to any podcast that I've done so far. But last time it was a bit more acute because uh, I was going on to, uh, uh, I don't even remember the name of the show that they told me, but something about a, a, a Saudi cruise ship has talent. I was supposedly going up against two other fellows to be the host of the open mic night on a Saudi cruise ship. But as I told you before, three man enter, one man cruise. Uh, too bad, pass away. Too bad, pass. Didn't even show up. <laughs> I went to that abandoned warehouse on my own. And, uh, you know, I shucked and jive a little bit. I did my tap dancing. I did a monologue. And they said, hey, nobody else is here. So I guess you got the gig. So I signed on the dotted line. And for the next two years, ya boy, Dan Rodandon is going to be the open mic night host on a startup Saudi cruise ship. <laughs> That's a dream come true. Look, I know a lot of you guys out there, you go to sleep at night and you think to yourself, you know, I'd love to play one of those singing garbage cans at Disneyland, or I'd love to be the, I don't know, fourth build on a stand-up comedy show in, like, uh, a city like Phoenix or something, where where the only people in the audience are other stand-up comedians who, uh, if you have a good joke, they're actually mad at you instead of laughing. Or you, you have that dream out there that you're going to be uh, you're gonna be someone on local television who children make fun of because, uh, you know, because you got scared of an earthquake because earthquakes are scary, but everybody saw you do it, you know? Uh, 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 but I actually get to live my dream. And because I get to live my dream, I get a cash advance. Yes, that's right. A two-year commitment came with $600. Have you ever seen $600 all at once? <laughs> well, I didn't see it for very long because I had bills to pay and uh, pizza to eat. That's right, pizza that I ordered. Not that a stranger ordered and threw half of it away. No, this is, this is, I, I'm getting first-run pizza now. After I ate that pizza, the first thing that I did was get my phone turned back on. And wouldn't you know it, back when I had it on, nobody was calling. Oh, when I turned it off, millions of people were calling. So, uh, 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 let's, let's, let's go through that backlog. Let's go through that catalog. Let's log jab. Let's throw some jabs. Let's peanut butter and jab. Uh, 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 I know you missed it. Let's do some calls. Let's hit that music. Yup, we're taking phone calls, taking calls. You dirty doggy, taking calls. Oh, what is that? That's the phone. You didn't have one, now you do. Saudi Arabia, thanks for calls. We're going back in time, let's go through. All these phone calls, yeah. All right, first call, you are on the line. Hope it wasn't time sensitive. Hi, Dan. It's uh, Todd Berger, um, a longtime fan and student of the podcast. Uh, I'm calling with a question. I've recently been offered 
two roles that uh, are con- kind of conflicting because I would have to perform in both of them at the same time. One is Hot Tub Guy number four in the new film Boner Patrol. It's a pretty juicy part. Um, I play a guy in a hot tub who um, a young woman tosses bikini top on my head and I go, goo-goo, and uh, it's Union. Uh, the other is uh, Hamlet, um, Hamlet uh, at the Santa Monica Playhouse here in Los Angeles. Uh, it's a, it's a seven-week engagement, black box theater, seats about 19 people. So I'm not really sure what to do because Boner Patrol shoots um, on actually opening night of Hamlet. So I'm not really sure which one to take. So if you could just help me kind of decide, that would be great. Thanks. Well, Todd, great to hear from you again. It was a real pleasure to talk to you about that film that you made called It's a Disaster. Uh, I really enjoyed that film, and uh, it's good to see that your career is going great. Got yourself two possible acting roles coming up, but, uh, you know, Todd, maybe it's just because I've been in the business a little longer than you, but this sounds like a no-brainer to me. What's going to feed your soul? You mentioned that the play was going to be Hamlet. Is the part Hamlet? Are you going to be Hamlet and Hamlet? If you're going to be Hamlet and Hamlet, I would say that uh, you should definitely agree to be Hamlet and Hamlet. Let them know that, uh, hey, look, uh, my mom is pretty sick. My mom's pretty sick, so I may need to miss a day or two here or there, but uh, it's probably not going to come up. Then accept the role, and then, obviously, join the cast of Boner Patrol. I mean, I love the Boner Patrol franchise. I think I've seen all of the YouTube promotional clips, and uh, (coughs) I was hoping at at one point to do a tie-in with the Boner Patrol and the Fart Police together, but, uh, 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 you know, who knows? The future is is still there, and if you do get this role, that could be an in for me. So, agree to Boner Patrol. Gagagoo! Or was it two goos? Gagoo! Gabagoo! Sopranos! So, accept Boner Patrol. Get that bikini top on your head, say your line, get that union action, and just call in sick for the first day of Hamlet. Oh, I, I couldn't make it. My mom, she, you know, because you, you already set it up about your mom. Um, and, you know, get a good understudy. Uh, or just have some dickhead walk up there on stage with a script. It's a black box theater, for Christ's sake. Why, there's 35 people going to be annoyed? It's one night. Who cares? I tell you what. Why don't you tell them, say that you're going to be in charge of all of the uh, press for it, which means what uh, are you going to put one ad in the newspaper? So when you put that one ad in the newspaper, change the date. Say, oh, no, guys, I blew it. I blew all the advertising budget, and now the opening night's the next night. Problem solved. Two different ways. Next call. What's going on? Uh, hi, Mr. Rodandon. Uh, this is uh, Brandon Wiley speaking. Um. I've been listening to your show for a while. Very, very good stuff. Um, I just, you know, want to get your opinion on something, or advice, rather. I, I, I was in the acting industry for a good part of a decade and then, you know, became disillusioned and left for a while. And now I'm coming back in to uh, go behind the scenes in film. And I was wondering what would be the best way to go about doing that. You know, film school is way too expensive. And I don't want to spend thousands of dollars because you can't just roll into a studio and say, hey, I got a degree in film. Put me, uh, put me behind that camera. So what do you think? What would be your plan of attack? And uh, 
I look forward to hearing from you, sir. Thank you. All right. Always nice to meet a fan, Brandon Wiley. Uh, I actually have a great answer for this. What's a job nobody wants? Script supervisor. Ooh, ooh, a script supervisor? Did that used to be called script girl? Did used to be called script girl. It's a, it's a, you know, it's not a great title. It's, you know, it might hurt your feelings and say, hey, dad, I got a new job as a script girl. But, uh, the truth is you sit next to the director. You watch him the whole time. Not a lot of people going after that job. You get to watch the cinematographer at work. You get to see all the actors. You get to watch the monitor. Be a script girl, Brandon. Script girl's the job for you. And when you get on set, use that charm of yours that I know you have. Make sure you talk about all the different women you've had butt sex with. Probably right when you meet people. I think that's a great first impression, it's, uh, and it'll keep you in their mind. Next call. Hi, Delilah. I can't believe you're going off the air. I've been such a fan for so long. Um, this is Seth from Fort Worth, where we love your show. And I guess from the last song, I'd like to hear uh, Cheryl Crow, All I Want to Do. Um, going to miss you, Delilah. Well, you got my name wrong, but I appreciate the sentiment. It's always nice to hear a fan. And uh, your wish is my command. All I want to do is have some fun. And I got a feeling that I'm not the only one. All I want to do is have some fun. Until the sun comes up over Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, again, the name is Dan Rodandon, not Delilah. But uh, 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 that's okay. You're probably an elderly person or someone with a dyslexia or a... Uh, uh, hearing, I would recommend uh, the, maybe the ConAcademy.com or Scientology or, 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 or one of those guys that can fix those problems. But uh, pleasure to hear from you. You sound like a handsome gal. And uh, next call, please. Hey, Dan. Uh, my name is Trenton. Uh, calling from a uh, 33-year-old, uh, very straight male, very, very straight male. Calling from uh, the Midwest, a uh, small town Midwest, uh, say a narrow-minded small town Midwest. I like that. I used to be um, before listening to your show, but you really opened my mind up to uh, all different kind of kinks and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's funny, I was actually talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I was telling him, you know, how you're going off the air. And he's like, what? Dan Savage is going off the air. That's that's wild. And I was like, yeah. And he, he didn't believe me, so we looked it up on, on our phones. And that's when I come to learn that you're not Dan Savage. I've been listening not to Dan Savage, but to you uh, in your different but even still, I just want to thank you because I, I really feel like, like I said, you know, like your shows really opened me up uh, to to, uh, to to my sexuality, to the sexuality of others, and uh, and you really helped me come to grips to, to kind of own my kinks and to be proud of my kinks and, and not to be ashamed of my kinks. Um, and so, uh, even though you're not Dan Savage, uh, I, I really feel like you, you've been a, a huge a huge help to me in that way. So I, I just appreciate everything you've done and. And I, yeah, I just had I just had a ball uh, listening to you over the years, and um, so thank you, thank you, man. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Maybe maybe next time you, you take a crack at a relationship basketball, I think you'd be really well at it. Okay, thank you, man. That's what. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if you uh meant to call me or meant to call Dan Savage or if you accidentally. 
called me instead of him or if you accidentally listened to me instead of him. But uh, uh, you're welcome. Enjoy your kinks. Uh, the Midwest is uh, it's an evolving place. It sounds like uh, you're the change that I want to see in the world. So, uh, hey, let, 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 let those little wiener worms run. As far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, it gets better. Next call. Hey, big boy. It's me. I know that you gave me this phone number instead of your real phone number, and you said, like, you don't want to see me again unless, unless I want acting lessons, but I was just hoping that we could see each other for non-acting lessons, um, like for sex, because your dick was the best actor in my vagina that I've ever had. It acted so perfectly. All right. Do you think you've had enough? Do you think enough is enough with these prank calls about my little dick? Look, I get it. It didn't go well. We didn't have a good time. You don't need to keep calling me and faking those noises. Unless you want tips on that. Hey, quit giggling when you're making orgasm noises. Acting tip. Next call. Hey there, Dan. I just had a question for you. You see, in the latest role that I have right now, I have to kiss a man. The problem is, is that uh, my acting partner is he's wearing a mustache for the role, and every time we kiss, his mustache tickles my nose, and I end up uh, sneezing and ruining the scene. I guess. What I was calling to ask you about is if there are any exercises that I could do to help me uh, not ruin the scene, but also not have to make out with a dude all the time. Uh, any help would be appreciated. Thanks a lot. Easy peasy Japanesey. This is the kind of uh, this is the kind of question I, uh, an acting coach dreams of. Very simple answer. Uh, two words. Mark Spitz. Mark Spitz, the diver. How does it work? How does he dive with a mustache and not let it tickle his face? Easy. He puts in a little piece of plastic nose guard thing. So right before the scene where you have to make out with the guy with the mustache, put in a little plastic nose guard. You make out with him, it won't tickle. You can't sneeze. Legally, you can't sneeze with a nose guard in. And if you do, you can sue the goddamn company. That's what a nose guard's for. As soon as the scene's over, say, oh, I'm going to rub my nose and pull out the nose guard. And uh, then you continue to act. And uh, for your second question, how do I not make out with a dude all day? I don't know. Get it right in rehearsal. Nose guard ought to do it. You get one solid kiss. You lock those lips. Pretend he's someone sexy like Jessica Rabbit or some other head tie, whatever, whatever thing works for you. Simple as that. Next call. Hey there, Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> it's me, Tammy. Um, I just want to thank you again so much for um, imparting such wisdom to my sister and I the last time you were through Tennessee. Uh, telling us to all hang out was really, you know, it, it, it was a life changer for us. We've made so many new male friends uh, since then. Um, I did have a question for you. If you were on an abandoned actor island just by yourself, you know, maybe I can come visit, um, what would be in your first toolbox of abandonment as an actor? Like, what would you bring with you? <laughs> Thanks. Bye. 
All right, a little inside baseball, my acting toolbox. If I were going to be on an abandoned acting island and I wanted to bring my abandonment toolbox with me, uh, uh, the first thing I would think about is how my dad was a conductor of trains and he would abandon me whenever I would pass out from, from train dust. And then I would, I, would, I would bring about how my mother abandoned me when she was hit by a bus. And there I was alone. Abandoned. Or, to say it as they said it in The Master, I have been abandoned. You have been abandoned by your God. You have been abandoned by yourself. Uh, 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 so if I were on an island by myself, alone, what would I need to bring with me to feel abandoned? I don't know, everything about me? How do I not feel abandoned? I'm in a city with... Uh, what, 12 million people? And I feel abandoned every minute of every day. I'll tell you what, what, what I would bring in my toolbox. If I go to the island as an actor, redundancy. That's my first tool. Abandoned. Next call. Hi. Um, um, this is, uh, it's Dave, Mr. Red this is uh, Dave Braceway. Um, he taught me how to uh, act, and um, I wanted to know if um, can you teach how to pick to how to pick locks? Because I have I'm, uh, I have an idea. Uh, I, can you meet me? But oh, I can't can't tell you where I am. Um. Anyway. Um. Okay. All right, Dave. Uh, great to hear from you again. Sounds like you're doing great. You're making plans. Uh, you can't tell me where you are, but I can tell you where I'll be. I'll sort of be hanging around at Columbus Circle uh, 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 near the uh, near the statue of Columbus himself uh, 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 until I until I you know transition to my new position. So if uh, if you want to swing by and uh, uh, ask for my lock picking advice, uh, I'll I'll you know I'll study up. I'll, I'll figure out what I can do and I can learn what I can do. And, and uh, oh, wait a minute. Last time I saw you, you were in California, and I'm in New York now. Anyway, it's, it's, it's good to hear that you remember me. Uh, you want to know about picking locks? Just go to YouTube. You can learn pretty much anything there. Or buy a gun. That's the ultimate lock pick. Just shoot it. Actually, nope, buy a gun. That's fine. That's the right answer. Next call. Dan, Josh Denberg here. I'm a big up-and-coming producer with some pretty exciting funding coming from China for a hot script about a down-and-out actor. An acting coach who strikes it big with his podcast. Think like Uta Hagen meets Mark Marin. Now, I've been looking around the pod sphere for a couple of weeks now, and you seem to be like the best bet for this production. I can set up a meeting next week at Third Street Promenade, and we can start shooting in May. <laughs> Let me know how you think. All right, thanks, Dan. All right, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told that girl who thought that I had the best dick ever. Stop prank calling me. I don't appreciate it. Oh, I'm going to make a movie in China about a podcasting acting teacher. Yeah, right. Mark Marin meets Mark, 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 Uta Hagen. Nobody knows who either of those people are. Podcasting's a joke. 
Don't bring that shit in here. Next call. Hey, Dan. Brother Dan. This is Wolfgang Park. Remember, I, I met you last night. You were digging in my dumpster behind the white restaurant. You had a mess of vegetables in your hand. Yeah, your wallet fell out of your pocket, and I found this card for your podcast. I saw, I want, did not know you taught the acting. That's just so great. I was wondering if you could uh, teach yourself how to act like a man with a job. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. Hey, uh, no, but seriously, um, I have a question about acting. Is it just pretending to be things like not hungry when you're hungry? Or is it like, or do you use the hunger and your general uh, uh, just weird face to... <laughs> uh, I can't even finish phone call. Hey, you guys put me up to this. This is so crazy. Anyway, uh, don't come back to my restaurant. Love you. Bye. Better bye. All right. So surprisingly enough, that is the real Wolfgang Puck. I did run into him last night. I was uh, rooting around in his rutabagas uh, in the dumpster with carrots and onions and other things that are nutritious uh, because I'm trying to get my physique in order. And, uh, 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 even though Wolfgang Puck is an asshole, there was a good question there. Is acting just pretending? Do you pretend you're not hungry when you are hungry? No, acting is not pretending. Acting is telling the truth as you know it. You play a character, yes, it's not you. Are you pretending that you feel things? No, you are feeling things. You force yourself to feel things. If there's anything that's pretending, it's real life. Because when you're in real life, and you're observing yourself in situations, you're lying. Every word that comes out of everyone's mouth is a lie. When you're acting, you are channeling a truth through words that somebody else has written, and you are expressing something that you cannot say in real life. So acting is not lying. Acting is telling the truth. Real life is a lie. Next call. Hi, Dan. This is Lindsay. I was just calling because I recently saw a live show that you had done, and I have to say it really it moved me. There was rolling on the floor. There were people crying, I'm pretty sure, and, and lots of funny jokes. But I think the thing that I wanted to ask you today was I learned a lot about improv from this uh, live performance, but I was wondering how can you use improv skills to make major life choices? Like I've been thinking about moving, like maybe I shouldn't be on the East Coast anymore. I've been thinking about maybe switching my career path, and I was just wondering, is there any way I can use improv skills to make those big choices? Thanks, Dan. Uh, yes. <laughs> You can use improv skills to make big life choices. And, and, and I'll tell you what those choices are. You just got to act at the top of your intelligence. So what I want you to do is I want you to talk to people who you haven't talked to in a while. And they'll say, hey, what are you up to? Just say the first thing that comes to your mind. And if you like it, do it. If you don't like it, find somebody else you haven't seen in a while. They'll say, hey, what are you up to? What do you, what do you got planned next? You say another thing. If you don't like it. Find another person you haven't seen in a while. If you do like it, live that fantasy, Lord. She's a smart 19-year-old. What, is she 17? Anyway, next call. Hey, Dan, this is Rita. Uh, we met at that Swingles Nights at Carabas a little while back. Uh, it took you a little while to realize that I wasn't the woman of your dreams. 
anyhow, I just uh, thought I'd give you a call. Uh, I heard that you're doing this acting coaching thing, and I recently decided to get into the motion picture industry. But I keep running into a problem. All these male parts are for manly men, and the lady parts are all for very feminine women. So what's a ladyboy like myself to do when trying to break into the industry? I don't want to forsake my lifestyle just for success. I'd be selling out. So if you have any helpful tips or thoughts, you know, pass them my way. Still thinking of you. Talk to you later. All right, Rita. Even though you tried to convince me otherwise, there's still a part of me that thinks you are the woman of my dreams. And I have had several dreams about you, but uh, that's neither here nor there. The important thing is an answer to your question. If all the roles out there are for manly men, what do I do as a ladyboy without sacrificing my integrity? Easy peasy, guac and cheesy. What you do is you, uh, you just gotta wait it out. It's a pendulum thing. Back when there was the uh, 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 Bush administration, everybody was looking for a scrappy feminine underdog like a Michael Sarah or, uh, 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 I don't know, whoever was in American Pie. Uh, uh, Mace, Jace, uh, Biggs? Bigsby? Harold Bigsby. Jason Biggs? I don't know. Right now, we have a Democrat in office, so everybody wants a hardcore, strong American man. <sighs> Christ almighty. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's just my permanent integers. But uh, 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 what you got to do is you just got to wait for a Republican to be in office. When there's a Republican in office, they're going to love lady boys. Simple as that. Next call. Hi, Dan. This is crazy for me to call like this because I haven't done calling much, very much to you before because I never knew so, but... I hear you're going off the air and for good, and it made me feel panic. And so I called you up and say, you know, just to say how much favorite moment I have with you, and you're so crazy. And so many times you make me laugh and say something that makes me think, oh my gosh, this guy is like my friend. And, and you know, I never have that many friends because you know, one maybe one crazy bitch who she might say she's my friend, but you know, then she fucking stab me in the back, and I don't need fucking negative people in my life, you know. So I don't call that bitch my friend anymore because she's crazy, and I'm not about that shit, you know anymore. But I think if you and I think like all the time and you think something crazy and make me laugh and maybe something really smart and I'm like, oh, this is the guy, you know, for me and, and I, you know, have a fantasy or something, but I don't know. It's crazy for me to even say that, but I'm just like so happy for everything you say to me and, you know, and you empower females and, you know, you, 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 you say go for everything and I, you know, I do it. I listen to everything you say. So I'm just so grateful to you and, and all this crazy, maybe one day <laughs> You know, you give me peace of your mind. I don't know. I'm just talking like, you know, nervous now, but I'm just so happy uh, to, to speak to you. So, okay, Dan, thank you so much, and maybe just someday come back. Okay, I love you so much. Bye-bye. Honestly, as a podcaster, that is the exact reaction you want. You want somebody to uh, think that you're their friend, feel like you're their friend, that, you, that you're in their life. Uh, somebody, uh, because podcasting is such an intimate experience, because I get to talk to you with my real voice. And when I get to talk to you with my real voice, it sounds like I'm talking directly to you. Uh, 
And uh, that's why people feel comfortable when they call in saying things like, I have a, my bro, a girlfriend who stabs me in the back. You're, you're so crazy. We're having a great time. Uh, I'm, I'm going to miss you. Uh, and, and all those other beautiful sentiments, you empower women. Uh, look, and I want to empower you to empower women. Because those women aren't going to have any power until we empower them. So get out there and power those women up. And how are women powered? You have to ask. You can't assume. Great to hear from you. I, I hope there's a thousand more like you out there. Next caller, please. Hi, Dan. This is Tom. Tom S. I heard what you said about diamonds on the last podcast, and I have to say I'm very disappointed in you. Also, I have to say that I do have your cat. I have your cat, and you're not going to see this cat again. You fucked with the wrong man, Dan. And now you have to go away. Don't fuck with the diamond business. This has been Tom Shane for the uh, Tom S. Signing off. All right, Tom. Uh, uh, sorry to mess with your uh, mess with Texas or, or 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 whatever else you got going on, but uh, uh, jokes on you. I didn't even want that cat anymore. It's got feline leukemia and a diarrhea problem. So enjoy. Uh, you don't want me to do my character anymore? Well, listen to this, tough guy. You know the funny thing about diamonds is that uh, 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 if you are dealing in diamonds, you're dealing in blood. Diamonds have no actual value because of Mars. If you go to Mars, the whole place is made of diamonds. But nobody wants to go there because of the blood. It's the red planet. We have red coming out of our eyeballs. I bleed tears of blood every night because of Tom Shane. Fuck you. You are the 1% of murderers who control the whole world. There is no Illuminati, there is only money. Bathe in my blood. I'll give it to you. Sorry, Tom. Uh, you heard him. <laughs> anyway, enjoy that goddamn cat. Next call. Hey, Dan, it's Doug. I'm a uh, wannabe writer out in Scottsdale. I've been writing with my brothers, oh, man, I don't know, since I was 18. What, about 12 years, something like that? Uh, I haven't made a dime off of it. And I don't know if I'm going to continue. We haven't written anything in two years. I just don't know if... Like, how do you keep it going? Like, I'm almost ready to give up. I mean, we're practically done. But we, we say we're going to keep writing. We never do. How do you keep the fire going? If all your creative passion isn't, like, turning into something people are latching onto or... You're making money off of. I just don't. It's not working for me. When do you stop? Have a great day. I I I, I tell you that we won't stop. No, I tell you that we won't stop. So that's hip hop, I think, probably. And uh, 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 it sounds to me that you, my friend, are in the catbird seat. Now you're thinking to yourself, what what what, what does he mean? Well, the truth is, when I heard your voice. 
I heard something that I've only heard a few times. Now, every once in a while, you'll hear a sports writer out there or somebody talking about, oh, when I heard Babe Ruth hit a baseball, it sounded like this. Or when I heard Reggie uh, Jackson hit a baseball, it sounded like this. I only heard it when they did it. I heard something very similar in the sound of your voice. And it is the sound of uh, a close friend of mine who killed himself. Let me tell you why this is a good thing for you. Because when he killed himself, his blog got a lot more readers. And people wanted to know what was going on. Oh my gosh, the lost talent of such and such. So, fake your own death. If you want to get popular, if you want to make money, if you want to keep going, use that sadness. Come up with a great way to fake your own death. Oh, God, I wish I could get that sad. The trouble is, yes, I'm sad, but I'm not. When I heard your voice, oh, Christ. (laughs) I'm going to light a candle for you tonight. And uh, 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 how do you keep it going if you don't want to try to fake your own death? You know, if you have really good credit or something, you want to keep that? Um, I would say just, you know, it's darkest before the dawn. Uh, the, the, the acting is reacting, writing is rewriting. Uh, uh, the work is not uh, pretending, it's telling the truth. Keep it relatable, but make it. Bri- I don't know. Uh, 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 I don't write anything down. Because uh, how do you get someone to read it? <laughs> but I guess that's your problem. So, um, have you tried alcohol or heroin or, or, or anything else to get through those nights when the, the pen's not moving? Work for William Burroughs, kinda. Next call, please. Hi, Dan, Road Dan, Dan. Uh, this is Lord Michael. And I just heard your audition on your podcast, and, and uh, um, I, I was so impressed that we want you to be on Saturday Night Live. So uh, all you got to do, Dan, is show up to a uh, uh, Rockefeller Center with no pants, and, uh, and, you know, just wait there, and I will personally come out and bring you into Saturday Night Live. So, uh, good job. Well, you bet big, and you bet on yourself, and all of a sudden, Lord Michaels is calling you. <laughs> Lord Michaels. Well, well, well. Good to hear from you. Finally. <laughs> You think you're such a tough guy? You think you're the kids in the hall? Well, guess what? This kid is going to be out front of your building. Pants off, lights on, camera action. I'll see you in the morning. And uh, I'll serve you a nice breakfast of crow. <laughs> Eat crow. Because I'm the, I'm the tits. I'm Will Ferrell. I'm, I'm, uh, 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 I'm Chris Fairbanks. I'm, I'm, I'm Jad. I'm Jad Hooks. And Phil Harmon. And Dan Harmon. And whoever else. I'm the Adam Sandlerb. Berg. I'm your mama's boy. I'm the water boy. 
I'm next. And you know what you are? You're old news, you bushy old sandwich. So you're lucky to have me. But I'll be there with bells on. Dick's out, old man. Play that music. Dan wrote, Dan, Dan is Saturday night. Saturday night live. You dick.